1: Welcome to Connect with Community Wākato on Free FM 89.0. You're listening to Roseanne from Community Wākato and I have with me in the studio Karen Stockman. Kia ora Roseanne. Also from Community Wākato and our guest here today is Emma Newman, the Volunteer Services Advisor from Volunteering Wākato. Kia ora. thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Really great that you could join with us today. So we're going to have a bit of a chat around volunteering in the community sector and also reflect on the amazing Volunteer Excellence Awards that were recently held a couple of weeks ago. So what I thought we'd do, uh, Emma, is start off straight away. Why volunteer? What, what's really, you know, um, sort of, you know, really sort of the value of, of people getting out and there and volunteering?
2: There are so many values to volunteering and I think part of it is the way that we think about volunteering. It's not just the formal things that you can sign up to and fill in forms and all of that. There's so many different things and I think, from my point of view, it's human nature is finding something you're passionate about and doing something for, you know, your community. And New Zealand has some amazing volunteering statistics. We're actually one of the highest in the OECD and around 50... One percent of us volunteer throughout the year so I think it's just part of who we are as people of Aotearoa and I think yeah it's just an amazing thing to do and to feel part of that community. Great to hear. What about you Karen?
1: I know you've sort of uh, have volunteered many years and different sort of uh, types of roles. Why do you volunteer?
0: Um, because I see it as a responsibility that I have, I guess, and um, I see myself as being a role model for my kids. But I was just thinking about what you were saying, Emma, and thinking about those are the volunteers that recognise themselves as volunteers, mm. eh? That doesn't take into account all those people who contribute their time and effort and energy into keeping our communities going. But they don't call themselves volunteers. They just do it because...
2: Yeah.
1: And quite often, you find that um, if it's like Fano-based uh, um, organisations, whether it's down at the Marai. Um, whether it's maybe uh, an organisation that your own family has set up, Uh, maybe the local sports club that, you know, maybe three, four generations. Mm. It's just what you do, I suppose.
0: Absolutely, especially in small rural communities, eh? everyone mucks in. So somebody has an event or someone has an incident or an accident or something happens and the whole community surrounds them and they all step up and help out in different ways. It's kind of, I agree with Emma, I think it's human nature. Mm Definitely, definitely how we conditioned in Aotearoa anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so with volunteers, generally we sort of see a lot of our older generations out there volunteering, whether it's retirees that maybe have a bit more time on their hands. Um, is there a bit of a, a breakdown of, you know, how many young ones we might have involved these days? Is there sort of any change in that sort of demographics?
2: There definitely has been, and... The volunteers that come through our website each year have actually skewed more towards the younger age groups. So up until this year, the largest age group was the 20 to 29 year old um, group who volunteered through us. And I think it's kind of coming back to the way we look at volunteering and what we think is considered volunteering. And some of those more formal roles tend to be associated with the older generations, but. There are so many young people with so much to offer. And I think it's just finding the spaces where they know that they, as they are, without having to change anything, without having to, you know, spend a few years getting more experience, that they have something to bring to the table and definitely deserve to take up that space. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of sh- uh, a huge shifts um, in that space as well. Since COVID, with the more formal online event volunteering, people are out there and they want to feel connected and they want to do something for the community. So it's really, really positive to see.
0: And it seems that our younger generation have maybe a different idea about social contribution and civic Mm. responsibility eh, than, than we have given them credit for,
2: I think, in the past. Yes. And I can see differences even from when I was at high school, as an example, which was over a decade ago now I was going to say just a couple of years ago yeah now, surely <laughs> just, Emma. just a couple yeah. but even since then the shift for that civic duty and that civic sort of belonging has changed massively and I mm. think it's something we definitely need to encourage and yeah I'm a firm believer that there is something for everyone everyone has something to offer as they are it's just finding those spaces
0: absolutely and that's that idea of reciprocity eh? we've all got something to give and we all have things where we will receive from Absolutely. being in relationship with others.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just following on that point about a lot of our younger people volunteering, um, I was previously in the sports sector and I know there was some uh, sort of insights information came out around our young people volunteering where their preference was more um, a one-off sort mm. of type of event, whether it's a, you know, some sort of tournament or a campaign. Um, or definitely where there was sort of that social good are are you sort of seeing that or or are you seeing them where they might volunteer each week down at the local club or whatever it might be
2: we see quite a mix Um, the largest groups of people that volunteer through us in terms of employment are actually students and the full time employed so they're the people who you might think have as little time but are giving a lot of time and I think We definitely do see some trends of those one-off those projects those events for the younger generations and I think that's just kind of indicative of the way life is at the moment things have been so unpredictable these last few years and I think people were so keen to help but they don't necessarily know what's coming up six months down the line so anything they can do in the meantime they sign up for
1: and with the whole COVID, um, has there been any impact on the people volunteering
2: um, during this whole period, last three years? Definitely there's been a few places where volunteers haven't come back especially with some of the older age groups people may not be as comfortable being in those large groups or out and about in the community and we sort of have stuck to our bubbles that in some respects that we created through the COVID crisis but it's one of those um, I've lost my train of thought. Just talking
1: about you know um, since COVID you mm. know that um, we probably did have a lot of older people uh, volunteering putting their hand up um, yeah. and obviously it was sort of the message out there wasn't it you know if you're over 70 you know stay, stay home, home. Um, and so that probably did impact a lot of organisations but um, are, you, are we seeing them back out there again
2: now? To be honest, not in the same numbers, but I think there's more coming from the young, younger age groups filling some of those spaces. I think in general, it's quite a hard space at the moment, just with life, yeah, cost of living, all of yeah. these things that impact. And, you know, we can be realistic about these things, but... Some of it is a shift and a bit of a change of gear and tact, and offering services and you know you, uh, volunteer opportunities that are more online, home based, yeah, virtual, all of those sorts of things. Maybe coming up with some one-offs if you've got a project that needs doing, get a team in, and that's definitely what we're seeing is going to stick around going forward in the volunteering landscape. So it's just yeah creating that space for volunteers to do to do that. And the
0: other thing I think I hear I'm hearing you say is that it's about broadening your sense of what's possible. Mm-hmm. So actually opening up your mind to a whole raft of maybe things that in the past we wouldn't have thought about when we thought about engaging with volunteers.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think coming back to the older age groups, we tend to assume that none of them want to do those virtual things or the things that might rely on certain technologies and I think that's not entirely accurate absolutely it's just giving them the chance
1: yeah that's right it's just that uh, misconception isn't mm. it that the uh, older you are the uh, less capability or confidence that you may have with um, technology these days mm. Mm. hey i've got an 88 year old uh, mum who still texts, and it's wow. pretty amazing yeah she uses yeah. text speak more than i do yeah which is cool to see these days um, Emma, maybe just opportunity now just to have a little bit more of a chat around Volunteering Waikato mm. and, and in particular your role as the uh, Volunteer Services Advisor. Sure. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about you know, what you do and your role and, and overall about uh, Volunteering Waikato and how they can help our um, communities out there.
2: Sure, so Volunteering Waikato is what we would call a volunteer centre so we are a space where you can come to either in person on the phone or online and find a volunteering opportunity somewhere in the Waikato that suits you so you can either go straight to our website and find a role and apply your interests directly or you can have more of a considered conversation with us about your skills and what you're looking for so we cover a range of those aspects of finding volunteer um, opportunities Uh, my role specifically I coordinate our own volunteers. I also am the point of contact for our Hamilton-based organizations. So there's a lot of relationship and connection and collaboration that goes into this entity pretty much and I think that's what makes it such a rich and uh, yeah an amazing uh, organization to be a part of. But yeah, it's all about the connection and I lost my train of thought again
1: the role that uh, yeah, yeah volunteering wakata has and I suppose um, we've talked about the people if they themselves are keen to volunteer mm. can come to you various mediums what about an organization that's looking for volunteers how do they go about that
2: so they can contact us through our website as well or they can pop in to our office we'll put on a cup of tea and have a chat about what they're looking for we Offer different types of membership based on the size of your organization and what you're looking for if it's a one-off if you're a small organization if you're a larger organization as long as there's some community benefit you know
0: yeah so it's so there's a range of opportunities to connect depending on who you are it's not a one one one-size-fits-all deal
2: no no nice not at all and it's we offer the platform that people can register their interest directly to you
1: Nice. That is great to hear. Thank you. So what we're going to do is we're just going to take a bit of a little break here, have a little bit of music. We're going to have Mr. Tambourine Man from Bob Dylan, just um, so we can have a bit of a break ourselves, and we will be uh, right back.
3: Mr. Tambourine Man play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey Mr. Tambourine Man play a song for me In the jingle tangle morning I'll come following you Though I know that evening's empire has returned into sand Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there's no place I'm going to Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me In a jingle jangle morning, I come following you Though you might hear laughing spinning swinging madly across the sun it's not aimed at anyone it's just escaping on the run and but for the sky there are no fences facing and if you hear vague traces of skipping reels of rhyme
1: Right, so that's good old Mr. Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan. I can't remember if it was Karen or Emma that selected that song, but uh, it's a goodie anyway. So, welcome back to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM. You're listening to Roseanne and Karen from Community Waikato, and our guest along here today, Emma from Volunteering Waikato. So, thank you again for joining us, Emma. What we thought we'd talk about this time is around the uh, 2023 Volunteer Excellence Awards that were recently held, I think a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, really keen just to hear uh, from you a little bit about the overall awards Mm. and maybe whether you'd like to just talk about one or two of the amazing recipients of some of the awards. Sure.
2: So for nearly two decades, we've been hosting the Volunteer Excellence Awards and we aim to host this during volunteer, National Volunteer Week, Te Wikituaua Amotu. So this is a week set aside in June to celebrate, recognise, acknowledge all the wonderful volunteers that do so much for our communities. And this is kind of our, like, we call it the Oscars of volunteering in the Waikato. It's a night to come together, have some kai, have a drink, and celebrate volunteers who otherwise might not want a bit of spotlight. So this year we had nearly double the number nations that we've ever had, which was amazing. And we had a new category, thanks to our amazing friends at the New Zealand National Field Day Society. So that was the event category. And the winner there was Nikki Johnson from Special Olympics Waikato. So we really, really thank the team over at Field Day Society for putting that together and allowing us to celebrate more of what volunteering looks like in our region. But it also highlights what we consider volunteers. So this year we had a nomination for Marae Trustees from Te Kuraha Marae. And, you know, it kind of challenges some of those concepts about what we initially think volunteering looks like. And it was really, really awesome to see that group have their moment and they ended up being the runner up in the team category. But we also have long service, so that's 20 years or more, individual. You volunteer, so 26 and under, and yeah, it was a really amazing night. I'd also like to thank Karen, who happens to be in the room today, <laughs> for being our amazing MC on that night, despite the weather challenges.
0: Yeah, so it was a pretty special night, actually, and, and just as you were talking, Emma, I was thinking about young Yarden, who mm. was our youngest nominee.
2: Ten years old.
0: Ten years old. Wow. Hmm. Incredible. Um, It was an incredible night. And I think we were just talking in the break about the fact that, by nature, volunteers are typically humble. Hmm. And there's a whakatauki that talks about the kumara not speaking of its own sweetness. Hmm. And I think we saw that that night, didn't we, Emma? That actually it's such an incredible event for these people who quite selflessly and quietly and in the background get about doing their work mm. and to see them come together and celebrate with one another is quite incredible
2: oh absolutely
0: it was such a privilege actually
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so it sounds like there was um quite a an elected group i suppose a mm. real variety of different volunteers out there Um, Just keen, yeah, maybe if you just want to talk about, you know, one or two of the different groups or any of the other winners out there, it would be really good to hear a little bit about their story.
2: And they covered a lot of the region from Port Waikatoa down to Taumaranui. Taharoa. Taharoa, the Coromandel. The mighty Steelers, (laughs) eh? (laughs) Taharoa. So that was a really lovely chance to get everyone in the room together. We had volunteers from the Order of St John, Hamilton City Council Parks and Recreation, there was Equipotential. Um, Spring
0: Hill Correctional yes. Facility. So,
2: again, we don't always think about those kinds no. of
0: organisations or we don't often think about government agencies being places where people might volunteer.
2: Mm. That was a really cool program, actually. It was started through COVID and it was an online fitness program that some volunteers set up so that the um, inmates could actually have some engaging uh, physical activity. while
0: yeah. while they were um, not able to get about doing their usual physical activity because of the restrictions of the COVID lockdown.
2: Yeah. It's so quite remarkable. One thing that stood out from me at the start of the night was one of the nominees from that group actually said, I feel so spoiled, this is so special. And it's just a reminder that even though they may not want that highlight, that moment, the chance to give it to them in this special way was just such an honour.
0: Yeah and I think that's that for me that's what made the night so amazing was the fact that it really was about the volunteers hmm. and while there were dignitaries there and there were sponsors there and there were a raft of friends of volunteers really the focus was absolutely on those individuals and groups that were making such a difference in the community.
2: Hmm. Absolutely.
0: Uh, look, Some great
1: stories there and obviously um, the opportunity to recognise our volunteers can be in so many different ways. I mean obviously yes. these Excellence Awards are, are just one way I suppose to showcase some of the amazing uh, mahi that's happening yeah. out there um, across the greater wakato region which is awesome to hear. What about, is there any other sort of um, tips you might have that you would say to organisations on how they can recognise their volunteers apart from you know nominating them for these awards?
2: Definitely and I will put in a little uh, promo is if you do want to nominate for next year you don't have to be a member with us it's open to anyone who works with volunteers in our region and we just are honoured to facilitate that space but there are things we should be doing all the time if you think about yourself you want to know that you're valued and appreciated and that what you're doing is actually having an impact. So making sure you greet your volunteers. you They are properly communicated with what's coming up. Um, so that could be newsletters, even an email or a text saying, thank you when they leave, really appreciate what you're doing. And those are just the little things that we can sometimes overlook. But I think even beyond that, showing impact is something that we're seeing a huge shift towards yep. is regardless of what a volunteer is doing, what is the impact?
0: Yeah, what difference are they making? By tuning up every week or to this event, how is the world different?
2: Yeah, and some of these things we may not see, like the volunteers in our centre, they are on the computer, on the phone, doing that sort of thing, but what is the impact of that goes beyond a computer and a phone. It's connecting people to volunteer opportunities. It's really connecting People with organisations that sometimes have relationships that span decades. So yep. that is the impact, the direct impact of what they're doing, and finding a way to communicate that to your volunteers and saying thank you is huge.
0: So I guess in some ways, what you're saying, Emma, is that it's we we need to consider volunteers in the same way as we do those other stakeholders, like our mm. employees, if we have them, or our committee members, or our you know those who are involved in the event that we wouldn't call volunteers. It's the same the same consideration being given to this group of people.
2: Absolutely. And oh sorry. (laughs) It's acknowledging that volunteers are there not to save money. We can sometimes make those assumptions and we can look at, you know, the wages and that are contributed towards our organization in that way, but it's just so much more than that. Mm. What they bring, the Maturanga, the it? that they bring to our organisations is just so vital and they definitely should be treated as part of the whanau.
1: Absolutely. Yeah hey fantastic messaging there thank you very much and just I want to focus a little bit more around different ways to thank people mm. obviously we've talked about uh, recognition um, any other ideas on on how an organisation could look to thank their volunteers apart from maybe taking them out for a coffee or mm. or something like that
2: and if you're in a position where you have more of a relational relationship with your volunteers finding out what they appreciate we all have different languages of appreciation absolutely so for me I'm not much of a gift person I'm a quality time so having a conversation with me even just for a couple of minutes genuinely asking about how you know life is going yeah. is going to mean a lot so if you are in that position where you can find those things out about your volunteers, it's going to make such a difference. But if if you've got a wider group or even volunteers that you don't actually see in person, it's just making sure that your communication to them sounds human. Whether it's email, whether it's a text, whether it's xyz, there are ways to make it sound like an engaging, genuine conversation with a person.
0: And it sounds like that inclusiveness is a really key thing there, that they become part of the whole rather than being something that's sort of tacked on the side and and is a bit of an add-on. Yeah. So they would become one of those groups, wouldn't they? So when you're thinking about who you're communicating out to, they're on that list. Yeah. When you're thinking about who you're recognising, they're on that list. So they just become an, an integral part of how we do our work.
2: Absolutely. It's about having that communication, even if it is virtual, it's consistent. The language is, as you say, Karen, really inclusive and diverse. It's, yeah, consistency, clear, all of those sorts of things are really going to help and, yeah. The small things make a huge difference. Yeah,
0: I agree.
1: And I'm sort of hearing maybe trying to personalise it where you can. Yes. Where um, you can. Like, sort of, you know, kia ora Roseanne rather than kia ora volunteer. Absolutely. Um, you know, with technology these days, you know, mail merging, uh, I'm sure it is that you can have it that you just put the person's first name uh, into any correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, I know myself, you know, volunteered a lot, and, you know, when you just get the thanks volunteer or whatever, mm. you go, mm-hmm, you know. Um,
0: Do they really know who I am and do they really know what I've done? And I think those mm. are things, aren't they, that whether you um, are comfortable with public acknowledgement or not, just acknowledgement back to you that someone knows that you did a particular thing Mm. is an important part of that experience. Right.
1: Hey, we're nearly coming to the end of our time. We've got about a minute to go. So we thought we will just do a little quick wrap up um any sort of final comments from from you around the whole volunteering experience for our listeners maybe to hear
2: i think give it a go find something that really ignites that passion within you but also that you're probably doing something that you're doing for free that is helping your community and to you know be really proud of yourself and what you have to offer Great. And to contact you, we can contact you via? Volunteeringwaikato.org.nz Or you can give me an email, recruitment at volunteeringwaikato.org.nz
1: That's awesome. Thank you, Emma. Final last words from you, Karen. Gosh. Sorry to put you on the spot. Well,
0: I was just thinking that I was going to repeat what Emma said, and it is that, you know, recognising that we all have a contribution to, to make and valuing what we do and what others are doing in our communities alongside us.
1: Hey, that's awesome. All right, so this is Connect with Community Waikato. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, and, Thank you Roseanne. Um, hope you found some interesting uh, tips and some really invaluable information there around volunteering in our sector. Kia ora.